Welcome to the CHGO Sky podcast sponsored by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. How's everybody doing? It is Monday evening. I almost said afternoon. That's how uh, the concept of time has completely messed with my head. It is July 11th. We are coming up a on a huge week and a huge weekend for the WNBA. Plenty of stuff happened, uh, but we will get into that in just a moment. In case you're wondering who I am, in case you're wondering, or in case you're not wondering who I am, I'm going to tell you anyway. My name is Janice Scurrio. I am the co-host of the show. With me, as always, is the wonderful Sabria Whitaker. How are you today, Sabria? I'm good. Tired, but I'm good. <laughs> you may have heard that, yeah, uh, we were both on our feet this past weekend covering all things All-Star Game. Sabria, like, what is probably like the biggest takeaway from this weekend that you want to share? Like, like what, what was the one thing that completely just like got you riled up? Um, um, I don't know. I guess I would say I'm still thinking about NECA and Seals Dunk. That is honestly, that was going to be my answer. I think uh, I was thinking about NECA's uh, just mainly because when I saw it, I, I honestly couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, but Sills was also super cool too. I also just really loved Emma Mieseman's reaction to yeah. to that dunk. Uh, es- essentially, she just kind of stood there completely flabbergasted and amazed at the wonder that Sylvia Fowles is. Uh, but anyway, uh, this past weekend, uh, WNBA Live, uh, three-point competition, skills competition, the Sky had a handful of participants. So Allie Quigley won her fourth and final three-point competition. So uh, this photo is, that's Miles Ehrlich from uh, Winsider. And uh, he, I, I took the photo. Uh, he is wearing an Allie Quigley three-point invitational shirt. Uh, very quickly asked Allie for the photo. She held up her o- award. I had no time to talk to Allie just mainly because I was honestly kind of starstruck but anyway very cool stuff all around Uh, so uh, like I mentioned before this was the fourth time in her career that Allie Quigley won the three-point contest Uh, so as we all know she played at DePaul uh, and is also the first professional basketball player male or female to win more than three three three-point contests in their career so in the final round uh, Allie uh, surpassed Ariel Atkins who put up 21 points ryan howard scored 14 points and uh, yeah ellie took home the victory with a total of 30 points so definitely really cool to see her in the history books just uh, just a really fantastic finish to uh yeah what is going to be her final three-point contest so uh Allie before said that she wasn't not going to participate in the three-point contest anymore, but it seems as if she has obliged. So a lot of people were saying that maybe she's going to play just because, you know, it's at the crib. Uh, So, of course, she's going to participate. So uh, do you have any opinions on why Allie uh, returned to the contest, even though she said that she was not going to do this anymore? Um, Pretty much... What you said, although I'm pretty sure she probably assumed it was going to be at Wintrust like everybody else, which makes even more sense since that's where she played in the uh, while at DePaul. Um, but, I mean, I don't really know. I'm not going to say she didn't have a choice, but I also think it's pretty clear that the league waits to see who's going to be an all-star before asking who's going to participate in other things. And since she is a member of the Sky, they knew she was going to be here, so I'm pretty sure... She was probably going to do it anyway. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. We talked about this on a show before that uh, Allie was uh, asked to participate last year, uh, mainly because uh, they all knew, the league knew that she was going to be there uh, supporting uh, her wife, uh, Courtney Vandersloot. Uh, so uh, I think we said that she probably was not too thrilled with that, just the fact that she was asked just because she just happened to be there. I honestly don't think that they're catching on because I saw a lot of Lexi Brown tweets um, with people asking her about it. and Oh, yeah, because Lexi wanted to be in. Right, yeah. and the way she was tweeting, I was just like, but I don't, like, respectfully, I don't know why you would have thought that because L.A. and Chicago are so far. Like, maybe if, but at the same time, like, I thought they could have asked, um... Kelsey Mitchell, I think a lot of people were talking about that, and, like, she was just down the street. She could have rolled with Alyssa. But, I mean, if I'm Kelsey Mitchell and the league asks me, I'm going to say no. Anyway, just because of the simple fact that I felt disrespected as not being an all-star. Um, but, yeah, L.A. is just way too far. I don't know why Lexi thought that they were going to pay for her flight. But <laughs> Is there anyone else besides uh, Lexi uh, that, you, that, that you think you probably should have uh, at least been considered by the league? Um, no, I could, I don't know. I don't really think of any, anybody else. Is there somebody that I'm missing? No, no, I just okay. wanted to know. <laughs> just wanted to know what you thought. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, a uh, really exciting weekend. Uh, I, I did miss the skills competition, though. The schedule overall for this entire weekend was really strange. I felt as if uh, I know a couple of, uh, actually, it was Lexi uh, who complained about this. But yeah, the game was way too early. It was pretty much noon and the game was already over, at least noon L.A. time. Uh, yeah, and everything for the most part seemed really kind of squished together. Uh, it ended all just real, just way too quickly, in my opinion. Uh, and I know like scheduling is a common topic on the show and how uh, just yeah, WNBA scheduling can be very inconvenient. Uh, so what were your thoughts on like the timing and the schedule of everything? Um, if it was done a little differently, I actually appreciated the skills competition, the three point contest being on Saturday, because if anybody pays attention to the way that they market it, no one from the league has ever called it WNBA All-Star Weekend. It has always just been WNBA All-Star because typically it's happened on one day and they probably also knew that people could not get into the three-point contest, so they never even called it a weekend. So, one, I guess we can't really be mad at that because words mean things. True. Um, but also, I mean, as it was broken today by Shakia, they did not sign the contract to put it here until April of this year and Wintrust was not available, and that is why they ended up where they ended up um, in the McCormick Place. And um, people play on Tuesday. So to my understanding, anyone that has an away game on Tuesday will be flying out today if they haven't already. They flew out today straight to where their away game away game is. But I, I talked to Jordan Canada last night um, because I knew that they had practice today. So she said she was flying out like right after and probably NECA as well. So that took a lot of, you know, time away from people who could have stayed to do other things later but they knew like we have to make sure we have it early because they have to get out here because they have practice so mm, yeah that that is some good perspective yeah um 
just having to think from the players' perspective, yeah, they, they all have just very, very tight, crunched schedules. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I do know that, yeah, as a fan uh, and also, too, uh, I kind of appreciated the earlier game uh, just mainly because it just left for me uh, the entire day to kind of process uh, everything that happened and also, too, just kind of break down uh, just the events of the game altogether, which we will get into in a little bit. Uh, but after the three-point competition, I stuck around. Uh, so uh, I was there with my friend Steven. Uh, he was kind of my emotional support buddy throughout the entire thing, just mainly because I had no idea that I would just have all this access to players on the court. Uh, and I also ran into Shakia right, right before uh, this happened too. And she's like, yeah, just go ahead and go on to the court. It's totally fine. Like just, uh, and, and she's done this for me before too. So she, she's always constantly encouraging me and constantly just, you know, helping me like assuage my anxiety. But I met Lee Yaru after the three-point competition. Uh, so... Uh, she and I got to chat a little bit. Uh, she was just also just really kind, really sweet. Um, I asked her a little, a couple of questions. Uh, there she is, in case you're wondering. She is indeed significantly taller than me. Uh, but uh, in case you're uh, thinking about us being a center point guard duo, uh, I asked her some questions on how she's adjusting to Chicago, uh, what she thinks about Chicago, and she told me that she loves the boats here. Uh, she also uh, really enjoys the food so far. I didn't ask her to get into specifics because that conversation can go on forever, as you know, we all know here. And uh, yeah, she also just really loves hanging out with her teammates, uh, I believe. Uh, yeah, she she enjoys hanging out with Azure Stevens in particular, which I thought was really nice. But uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, uh, really cool to meet uh, Lee Yuru, but yeah, that was probably my biggest takeaway uh, from the weekend was, yeah, just not not necessarily to watch some phenomenal athletes play, play, play ball, but also to kind of learn a little bit about where they're all coming from and uh, some of the, you know, things they like to do when they're not on the court. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, besides that, yeah, anything uh, from the weekend that you really enjoyed or that you saw that uh, you might not have talked about yet? I thought it was cool, the Brittany Griner showing of solidarity from all the players at All-Star Weekend coming out in her jersey. I thought it was appropriate for sure, and it was, just, uh, it was definitely a cool moment. Yeah, absolutely. And the second half, all of the players uh, changed into Brittany Griner jerseys uh, for the second half, which was, which was pretty cool. Um, I didn't look into it. I, d I had no idea that they were doing it until I just saw all the jerseys on the court. Uh, but yeah, definitely a really excellent show of solidarity for Brittany Griner. All right, before we get into the game and break it down, uh, so if you are enjoying this show, and I hope you are so far, the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, and that unlocks all of our web content, and you'll get a free shirt from your choice from the CHGO locker. There is a super dope CHGO Sky shirt that I would highly suggest you get. Uh, that's $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO locker, and, and that is just when you make a $50 first-time deposit at PointsBet. And of course, if you have any questions, email us at pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we would be happy to help you out. So your home for live in-play betting just got better. See an edge in a game you're watching is your favorite team prime for a comeback. Don't just watch the game, bet along with it live. So more live betting, more live markets, faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action 
all game long. So download the PointsBet app right now and use promo code CHGO. So what are you waiting for? It is time to elevate your live betting game. So once the game start, just don't bet. bet your, live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. All right, let's go ahead and talk about the game itself. So, uh, I mean, this game was definitely fun. It was a fun game. Watching all the photos uh, coming in, like everyone just seemed like they were having a good time. Everyone was laughing. Everyone was smiling. Probably my favorite shot of the of the day uh, was the one where Ka was uh, guarding Candace Parker. She's got the ball over her head, and they're just kind of like, it seems like they're gazing at one another, and like it just seems so incredibly just like it seems like a tender moment. But of course, like you and I know what what, what what's actually going on there. Uh, I just saw the two of them uh, playing. They just seemed like they were having such an amazing time. Uh, they, they looked like they were having fun together. Uh, but otherwise, uh, yeah, that was probably one of my favorite moments, favorite shots from the game. Um, yeah, is there any any particular moments between any players on the court that you specifically liked? Mm. No, I don't think so. Like, I can't really remember any other moments than that one and I actually think I probably only noticed that one because I saw a picture of it on Twitter people got really good pictures they did yeah yeah I I I think I saw the play on the court but of course you know just from my vantage point I really couldn't see what was going on but yeah that picture really did a lot of the heavy lifting there I was I was driving home yesterday so for a long time so I didn't get to see a ton of the game, but I was almost shocked that Kelsey Plum scored 30 in the All-Star game. Like, that's a lot in the All-Star game when you're usually sharing the ball a lot and, you know, not everyone's looking to score on every play. Like, I'm looking back at the w- at the NBA All-Star game. Like, I don't think the MB- MVP has scored 30 points since 2007. Wow. Like, that's a lot of points in the All-Star game. I was, I was impressed by that. That absolutely is. So it's really great to point out that Jonquil Jones actually scored 29 points too. So she came very dangerously close to uh, just also uh, performing uh, like Kelsey. They, they, they both performed fantastically, like everyone did. But uh, when I was checking out, like, all right, so around the third quarter, I was like, like who can possibly get MVP here? Uh, so I picked out, you know, Kelsey Plum, uh, Jonquil Jones, Sabrina Ionescu, Jewel Lloyd. I think at that point, everyone was putting up some pretty huge numbers, uh, all very deserving of the MB- MVP award. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Uh, I put out a poll on the CHGO Sky account, and everyone just seemed to also roll with Kelsey too. Um, so uh, do you also agree that Kelsey deserved the MVP award? Is there anyone else that you thought uh, deserved it better? I mean, I don't know, just because I wouldn't, I mean, I also didn't really try to look that hard for it, but I know that while in the game, I couldn't tell you who had what, like, as far as stats-wise. I don't I don't know if it was up there. I, I really just don't know. So I don't even know, I don't, I still don't know how many points anybody scored, actually. <laughs> so I have no clue. Yeah, the scorekeeping, honestly, was kind of, kind of weird, uh, because ESPN was broken, uh, so I pretty much had no idea where to look. So for the, a minute, I was just manually calculating everything, and you know how well that goes. And so, I mean, they did have most stuff on the scoreboard, but of course, too, uh, 
that all went away in the second half. So I was just kind of trying my best to pay attention on who did what. Uh, but thankfully, WNBA.com. Oh, it probably went away because they came back out in Britney's jersey and they didn't know how to keep track of who did what. Yeah, yeah. I did notice that, uh, so bless his heart and not in the passive-aggressive way, uh, the uh, Sky announcer was doing his best and just like trying to make sure that he could identify every single player that was on the floor. So uh, yeah, there, there were some shots that weren't called, uh, but I think... my Greg. Yeah, about I love Greg. Greg. Yeah. So not too much on Greg, but no, that's still very funny that yeah. they couldn't do that because they did not know who was who. Yeah, yeah, this is no shade towards Greg at all. You but know, yeah, Greg, but yeah, Greg this is he, he did his best. He absolutely did his best. Um, but even like me, I was just trying to like squint and see, all right, so like wait, who did that shot? Who did that shot? Yeah, and then you then you kind of are forced to rely on like your other uh your other faculties to kind of like be a detective and figure out, all right, so who who just landed that shot? All right, so of course, this is a Sky podcast, so you're probably wondering, how did Sky players do? So of course, uh, amongst the Sky, your top scorer was Candace Parker, who finished with 15 points, three assists, eight rebounds. Up next, Emma Miesemann, eight points, four rebounds. Uh, Kalia Copper did really fantastic, too. Eight points, two assists, two rebounds. And of course, who can't forget, Sloot. Uh, Sloot got eight points, eight assists, uh, two rebounds. Otherwise, uh, it's really interesting to see Sky players playing against each other. And I think probably um, I thought it was incredibly funny to see uh, Emma and Ka. Um, uh, Ka was guarding Emma, and I honestly thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but uh, probably the, the funnier moment was definitely uh, Candice and Ka uh, just kind of dancing on the floor there with one another. But, uh, yeah, it's not every day that you get to see a uh, you know, your favorite teammates play against one another. But also, too, it's really great to kind of see the chemistry that a lot of Sky players uh, have with, uh, yeah, uh, players on other teams. Uh, So I think someone that, like, I especially loved watching throughout the entire game was Sylvia Fowles. Um, Again, just uh, one of my favorite moments in the game was, yeah, after uh, Sylvia's just huge, just epic uh, great uh, introduction. Uh, every, the the entire arena just showed out for Sill, uh, and I, I think you know you mentioned it before. Everyone's always talk. Everyone's been talking about the dunk ever since. Everyone's just been. I can't believe she did that. She actually dunked. Like oh, but my I have goodness. a problem with that though. Like mm-hmm. I I do feel like it should be noted because I think they asked when was the last time you dunked and uh, oh yeah, I think she said two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand eight. That's when she came to Chicago. Um but I don't appreciate how I haven't seen anything about NECA's. And it is and I think we have a mindset in the W like as a whole, not me, but as a whole that like you can't do you can't lift someone else's accomplishment up without taking it away from someone else's or at least, you know, you can't have two people from I don't know, let's say similar backgrounds shining at the same time because I don't understand why I don't see anything about NECA's. And they're both great for different reasons because yeah. I, when I walked in that arena, I, I didn't even know NECA could dunk. I immediately called Brittany and I was like, Brittany, NECA just dunked. And she was like, you're lying. I'm like, no, <laughs> she just dunked. Like I watched it and she didn't, she was like, I know she always talks about like she could get it up there. 
But I didn't know she was actually going to do as a girl me either. So I think we should talk about that more because she's never in that conversation. Like, I just, like, again, no, not no shade to NECA, but I just truly did not expect her to do that when she did it or ever at all. And so I want us to talk more about that because I don't know if this is her first, but I know when we talk about dunks, we talk about Lisa Leslie, Candace Parker, Sylvia Fowles. Yeah, absolutely. Why are we not talking more about NECA? Yeah, uh, I, I actually, I posted about it on the CHGO Sky Twitter account, and otherwise, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right that other than that, there really wasn't a conversation going on it about on about it. Uh, so, um, yeah, I guess, like, th- and, and this is not an explanation uh, as to why there hasn't really been a conversation, but from what I saw, I, I just saw it very briefly, and I was like, yeah, that was a dunk. NECA just dunked, yeah. But I don't know if, if, I don't know, everyone was just looking the other way when that happened. Like, I, I just don't know. I don't know. But, but, but see, the thing is, though, like, the other part about it was the fact that she dunked it, but the ball came up and then bounced in, which to me makes it even more like, did you just see that? Because it, it wasn't her just, like, going right and putting it, like, her arm, like, through the basket. It, it was like... Yeah, I just saw the replay of it uh, on ESPN. Yeah, she's all smiling. She's like, was that a dunk? Yeah, yeah, that definitely was a dunk. I see what you mean. She kind of reached up. Uh, the ball kind of like went into the basket. Uh, the rim kind of bounced a little bit. And that's yeah. how you know it was a dunk yeah. because mm-hmm. it it bounced. And I right. saw it happening in real time, and I was and I was excited for her. But I just, I don't know, I guess maybe people were too busy talking about the trophy or the game ball situation. Maybe it's like fifth on the list of things to talk about, and we just haven't gotten there yet. I don't know. All right, this tweet from John W. Davis. Uh, L.A. Sparks interim head coach Fred Williams said that Neko Gumake has always had the ability to play ba- basketball above the rim. Uh, coach Fred said that that was definitely a dunk by Neko Gumake. There you go. There you have it. That was a dunk. It was a dunk. Oh, uh, Joey said that uh, NECA posterized LeBron in Space Jam too. That is right. That is right. I I, I sat through that awful, terrible awful movie. film. But she she said afterwards. She said, "I'm the first woman to ever dunk on LeBron." It's very impressive. <laughs> I think I might have had this conversation. I don't know if I was talking to you about this or someone else, but I I watched Space Jam two not too long ago, and I think probably my favorite part was NECA. Honestly, um, I I just thought it was cool that uh, she just happened to be in the movie. And yeah, that, that dunk on LeBron was pretty cool. Yeah. She's like this, like, like mutated spider person and just is like tangling webs all around the court. Um, but BT's yeah, the, in it too. Hmm? Yeah. Tarasi is in it too. Yeah, yeah. She's a snake in the movie. Uh, and yeah, I, I guess no further commentary on that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was cute. I was like, oh, that's cute because she, she has been, Kobe approved to be a Mamba. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was actually an ode to that, and it was really cute. Mm. That's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> yeah, all the other tweets I'm seeing, are you counting that as a dunk for NECA? I, I think a lot of people just seemed like, yeah, like that that was indeed a dunk. A lot of people are just like, wait a minute, was that a dunk? But no, we, we officially rule that as a dunk. It looks like, yeah, um, Mark Schindler from... Uh, 
Yeah. Oh, Mark it, is actually a writer for WNBA.com. Oh, yeah. So I met him over the weekend, too. And uh, he also posted that Neko Gumake is so effing good, man. Yes, I, I completely agree. She is. She is. I did an interview with um, with Buckets over the weekend. Actually, that's why I, one of these days, the weekend was so long. I believe it was Saturday. But we did one of the questions that um, the host Jordan asked me was about MVP and I was like I'm sure that it's not going to be in the conversation yet just because the sparks are what like six and my first answer was obviously Asia but if I had to do like an honorable mention MVP it would definitely be between Kelsey Mitchell and NECA because if you take NECA out of the situation for the sparks they are probably 12 (laughs) Um, so I, I would love to see her get more love and respect because she's really holding it down. She has been holding it down since, you know, we kind of took Candace. So absolutely. Absolutely. And those are some huge uh, shoes to fill. Uh, so yeah, props to NECA for holding it down. Uh, otherwise, uh, some of the other interesting parts from the game. Uh, so Asia Wilson hacked Derek, Hamby's Twitter Everybody account. Everybody hacked her <laughs> Twitter account. I think Ryan was on there too. And some, I think somebody else tweeted something. Did someone just like grab her phone and just pass it around the, the bench? Is Probably, that what happened? <laughs> because I think she asked, I think she was like a designated live tweeter. Yeah. And when she was in the game, I'm sure, like, what else would she say? She couldn't take it on the court with her, so she left it there, and they just kept probably, like, passing her phone down the bench. Yeah, I think I saw the tweet about her leaving her child on the court. Yeah, that was funny. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if uh, you have the chance, definitely check out Dierica's Twitter feed. It it is uh, some comedy gold. Uh, And, and, oh, my goodness, yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, just also too, just the banter between her and Asia were just we're, were just pretty funny. And I mean, we've mentioned before that it just seems like like those those teammates on the Aces just really seem to enjoy each other. They seem to enjoy each other's company. They can joke around. They can just kind of be who they are uh, without any repercussions. I and mean, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, some other cool things. So you mentioned the game ball situation earlier. Where, yeah, so Sue Bird was given the game ball after the game ended. Quickly, how many points does Sue Bird have in that game? Zero. Right. <laughs> Zero points to Sue Bird. Uh, however, Sue did give the game ball to okay. Syl. But, okay, yeah. so that's one thing. Okay, so first of all, let's re- even rewind a little bit. Um, I remember them highlighting her twice. Like, the first time, I don't really remember what why her name was said. And then the second time they were like, they mentioned her. I don't, I really don't remember why, but they mentioned about how like, this is her last all-star game. Yada, yada, yada. And then like a few minutes later, she, I guess got subbed out and they mentioned that she was exiting her last all-star game and instructed people to stand up and give her a round of applause. My immediate knee jerk reaction was, and what about Seal? And I looked on the court and I didn't see Seal anymore. And then I saw a guy go to the PA table and say something. And there was like a long, awkward pause. Ooh. And then they said, and Sylvia Fatton is just like, see, that's what we're talking about. Because I don't care if it was like whether or not they anticipated that maybe, what was it? Was Becky the, yes. So I don't yeah. know if, if Becky was, 
supposed to call a second time out. I don't even know if she came out of the game before Sue. I don't know. But it was clear that whatever time that was when that timeout was called or the substitution was made or whatever, they were not anticipating that moment to be shared by the both of them. And that really pissed me off. And so then after that, to add insult to injury when the game is over, to go out of your way to look and find Sue to give her the ball, who didn't have zero points. I don't really appreciate, like, okay, cute story, you gave her the ball, as you should, because you know you didn't have zero points. But sometimes it shouldn't even give someone an opportunity because all she does is, and it's not her fault, but all you're doing is creating another opportunity for another narrative to be created about how she's just this great human being who gave her charity to to Sylvia by giving her the ball when all anybody had to do was make sure you use ball A for the first half, use ball B for the second half, and they both get a game ball at the same time. Very simple, but it was clear that Sue was at the forefront of everyone's mind, and Sylvia's once again an afterthought as if this wasn't the city that drafted her, but I digress. That is a very good solution. Yeah, to have two game balls, that seems as if, yeah, um, a, a very, very easy thing that they could have come up with. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but, yeah, uh, besides all of that, uh, there was definitely some strong emotions re uh, regarding Sylvia Fowles' retirement Uh I believe uh, Dierica tweeted that Tom Brady needs to have a word with Sylvia Fowles. Do you, do you think that's going to be effective enough for her to come out of retirement? No, I don't think so. Because even if it, like, I wouldn't do it. Um, and I love that Seal is such a great person and that she's not going to say anything. Because I think maybe Friday someone asked her her thoughts about how the league as a whole, whether that's the league or the teams or a combination of both how she's felt about them giving her flowers and she said oh they've done a good job or an okay job I can't remember if it was good or okay but that's unacceptable and so if I'm Sylvia not only am I definitely not coming back like at this point don't even call me for any of the well I guess the retired players association I, like I love them so I, I'm not gonna like punish them but if I'm still I'm like don't even call me like definitely the league don't call me um, for anything else because I'm not doing it because you haven't made me feel valuable enough to to want to come back. So I I don't think it would help. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from there. Uh, so Candace Parker said this. Her new name is Sylvia Tom Brady Fowles because she can't retire after she dunks like that. Oh, Candace, so easy to say. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, again, just uh, in Sylvia's uh, last All-Star all game, just uh, just really fantastic career all around. And yeah, I, I don't, like, she, she also literally got her flowers too. She was given a nice bouquet uh, mid-game. Uh, so yeah, definitely uh, give, give your people their flowers, sometimes even literally. Literal flowers are nice too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all right, so uh, I want to talk a little bit about the four-point circles and the four-point shots. I, I, I kept seeing everyone try to attempt a four-point shot. So uh, if you're unfamiliar with the new rules, uh, two circles were added at the end of each court, 20 feet, 28 feet away from the basket, so six feet beyond the three-point line. So uh, if you were a player and you attempted a shot from that zone, you were awarded four points. Uh, so Jonquil Jones actually hit the first four-point shot in All-Star history uh, in the first quarter. Uh, so I believe it was RK, uh, Arike. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, Arike, uh, landed the second one i believe i think there were only two uh, were landed throughout the entire game sabrina was trying i saw that she was she, she tried was several trying. times 
Right. Um, otherwise, I mean, I don't know if it's a little bit of a distraction or if it's fun, but uh, what were your thoughts on the four point circles? I mean, I think it's, it's cool. I think it's definitely cool. But then it's like, well, now you have to go and are dunks going to be three points then? Like, you go, you know, that kind of opens up a window for all sorts of crazy rules to happen. So, but I mean, it was, but it was fun though. And I think that's really, uh, to me, all that matters. Like in an all-star game, I'm not upset about it because I want to see you do more things that you're never going to attempt in a game because you know, if you attempt it, your coach is going to like, call you out and sit you down you're not coming back in the game so I'm all for however creative they want to get as far as I'm concerned we love chaos over here at WNBA Twitter so (laughs) in case you're wondering uh the final tally it's five for 29 so 17.2 percent from the four point range so that is how successful that was I was kind of surprised that it was just like a circle on like it seemed difficult that you have to be literally in that exact spot rather than like a, another arc that's just further back, you know, cause yeah, but, but I mean, it, but it seems more all starry. It kind of reminds yeah, yeah. me of like the, whatever competition the NBA did last year or the last all-star game with the uh, rookies. Cause remember they could not get that shot. Right. Who was that? Like that, that, that was fun. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting, like, Ionescu is like coming off a screen, but she has to make sure that she's navigating back to that exact spot on the court. So it's definitely interesting. I mean, based on placement, I don't even wait. The placement was where? Like, I know you where you said, but like where on the. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically just like. And then here's the. Uh, Okay, that's what I I thought, because I know that they probably wouldn't put it on the deep left side, because if they did, Jewel's hitting that every time, and then Jewel's probably going (laughs) to get, like, 44 points easy. (laughs) So I think they were also super strategic about where they put it to it, and then somebody was like, no, don't put it over there, because that's Jewel's spot. But, I mean, (laughs) people have spots, like Jewel. Like, if they put it over there, Jewel will absolutely make it. So maybe next year, um, if Sabrina's an all-star again, I bet you she's going to practice if if they stay the same place, and she's going to try and get one. Mm-hmm. Some other uh, fun rule changes here. Uh, so there was a 22nd shot clock. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it also, uh, as a result, there were hardly any shot clock violations. I don't think there were any, actually. Uh, so, oh, uh, both teams uh, had one in the second quarter, and that's it. Mm. So apparently that is meant to speed up the pace of play. Uh, and, yeah, it did. That like that game went by really, really, really fast. And the other rule, uh, no free throws as players were awarded the maximum available points for all shooting fouls, with the only exception being the final two minutes of the fourth quarter and all of overtime, which we didn't see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there were only a few shooting fouls called. Um, it is an all-star game after all. Uh, but, yeah, uh, there was a lack of free throws, uh, which definitely slowed down play. I think uh, Ka even tweeted about how uh, just no free throws means it's just straight cardio. You're just running. You're just kind of like just blowing through steam. I mean, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I actually really didn't even notice um, because I didn't really feel like anybody was fat. And you know what? I'm not even mad at the league for that because – Respectfully, Skyler would have held that game up trying to get a foul. <laughs> Candace would have held the game up trying to get a foul. Well, Diana wasn't there to do it, but if she was, she would have done it. And Alyssa Thomas, that's why that's what it was. That's what it was. Because the three of them are definitely in my top five of all foul, like 
ref, I got a foul. So I appreciate that because I didn't really notice until the very end when um, Candace forced, I can't even remember who that was, but she forced, was it Arike? She forced somebody into fouling her at the very end. And then that's when she got to go shoot free throws. But that, at that moment was the only time I noticed that they weren't um, giving their free throws. <laughs> I have to laugh for a minute because I just got like a picture of Candace's me. I fouled Ooh, face, like her face. Gosh. Like, like <laughs> seriously, what? Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. They would have been over there arguing. Can you get tucked up in the All-Star? Listen, I don't know if you can, but I'm sure they would have tried it. Diana, the way they argue fouls. Diana Taurasi's ears perked up somewhere. Just like, <laughs> like, huh? Did someone say my name? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, other than that, uh, those were the rule changes. Um, just... The entire event over the weekend, too, uh, th- there was definitely lots of interesting fan reactions. So I pushed this one off to Court of Law. I'm not sure if you w- had a strong take on this one way or the other. Uh, but anyway, uh, so how are we feeling about WNBA Live? So some of the feedback about the event said that it seemed rushed, thrown together, disrespectful towards longtime fans of the league. Uh, and then uh, this bit uh, that I saw tweeted so apparently uh, the commissioner, Kathy Engelbert, said that the Chance the Rapper concert was not live to the public or open to the public d- because of fears due to gun violence. And she mentioned that as a concern when planning fan festivities this weekend in general. So I know you know, uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, essentially Wintrust was booked very late. All of this was definitely thrown together. So uh, would you say that this is more of a uh, an oversight on the league or are we just dealing with, uh, say, uh, the league trying to deal with a lot of moving parts and just trying to, like, manage the situation as best they can um i definitely think it was oversight because first of all mccormick is a convention center yes so there's no way you're telling me that with proper planning there was no way to have the event inside like to me WNBA live was a vibe but it was a weird vibe because the first time I went, I was cold and I would try to find, like it was good in the shade. And then I would like have to go step in the sun to warm up a little bit and come back. And then like the next day it was so hot and it yeah. was like the complete opposite. But I mean, I think it was a good, it was a good event. Um, but like I said, if, if that's your concern, then had you just done it in advance, you wouldn't have had that concern. Um, the concern is also very interesting regardless of So I feel like someone asked me about this earlier and I was like, I think she, you could look at this two ways. Obviously people's first emotional reaction is this was disrespectful to Chicago. Um, Cause it was definitely an interesting choice Mm -hmm. to say that. Um, Just because it's just like, well, if you're talking about it being Chicago, that's not true because we've had a lot of, things over the summer where there haven't been any incidents. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like chance played like a ch- and it's show. Chance. And yeah. it's like, and I'm not even trying to get into that whole thing of like labeling different artists, but I mean, I am from Chicago. I grew up around it. Like I was here watching chance blow up the same way I experienced in real time, chief Keith and Dirk and all of them blow up. If Dirk can have a whole concert in a United center and be fine, Kathy, you will be fine with chance. <laughs> 
it's like like it's just chance yeah like i don't think you really know his fan base because it's not that mm-hmm. but also who did you get these people for you got big lotto who who did you want there if you're just doing influencers, sponsors, and the kids from, because I know that the kids have wristbands. Yeah. Why would you do that? If I wish my kid would tell me they're going to a concert at, well, I don't even know how old these kids are, but just Lotto was a choice if you weren't going to allow other fans. And also it was funny because I was texting a coach who was here and she was like, yeah, we have wristbands for the concert, but the kids are tired. They don't want to go. They just went back to the hotel room and went to sleep. So that, or they had a curfew and they couldn't even go. Right. So yeah. I was just like, this was dumb if you weren't going to open it up to fans because your supposed attended, attend, intended audience doesn't make sense. Um, but then if you're talking about maybe mass shootings is what I thought maybe she could have been talking about, but that didn't make sense because today someone pointed out when they had Vegas, it was right after the Vegas shooting and they had a whole concert. So it's just like, Kathy. Get a better ghostwriter for your answers. Yeah, yeah, just not a good look overall. Uh, I mean, if, if anyone ever mentions Chicago and gun violence in the same sentence, like anyone who grew up here, like, like, like you, you know, especially if it's coming from someone who is not from Chicago, like you already know what they're trying to imply. So one, the other, and the other thing about that was, the, did she not realize the taste was happening like right there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like, Pick one, but today someone, um, someone on WNBA Twitter, I don't even know where they got the idea from, where they found it from, but they looked up her political campaign donation. I saw that, and she donated a lot of money to Mitt Romney and uh, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> yeah, the conservative people who sound like they would make a comment like that. Yeah, so they've been eating her up all day. <laughs> I mean, they really have been eating like eating her up for like this whole event because like fans biggest thing was why didn't you just communicate that? Like, and and it's also just like a bad look because maybe she didn't know. I don't know. But for our mayor to be a whole Chicago sky season ticket holder, Mm -hmm. that's terrible. And Arnie Duncan. And I mean, Arnie Duncan is huge in, um, the basketball community with, you know, AAU and Mac Irvin fire. Um, but just in his connection to like, you know, they had a video from Michelle Obama, but just like it could have been so much bigger when you think about just who would have done whatever they could have to support this. <sighs> all those fans that, and that flights are ridiculous. So all those fans that came out and, and had to book, last last minute because we just got it officially announced to what was it even two months ago i don't even I, think it was two months ago i don't think so I, th- I think we had word of it and it wasn't confirmed right, it was rumors yeah yeah we right, got right, really right. excited about it on this show right. and then everyone was like it's not for real it's not we, right. we, we don't know about it yet you exactly don't. so for people to buy the tickets buy the hotel room get the flight because honestly if that had been maybe more clear if i'm a fan i'm just coming in for Sunday and I'm coming right back out. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel bad for them because that definitely would have been sad and disappointing, but also just not announcing who's going to be there because I'm the type of person y'all know me and my jerseys. If I'm going to go to an event like this, yes, you know, there are a ton of people you can see, but if you're actually putting on paper and assign a opportunity for me to meet a player and I'm just now finding this out and let's not act like you could just go get like when I was in Boston 
and I was knew I was about to be at an event um, with Forbes, um, thirty under thirty, and Kyrie Irving was there. Cool, I could just go hop in an Uber, go to the arena in Boston, and get his jersey, mm-hmm. and come back and get an autograph, and that's what I did. But you cannot, you can't even do that with all the Sky players. So you absolutely can't do that if Tamika Catchings, who was there signing autographs, or Asia Wilson, you can't just go get their jersey in twenty four hours. I, that's terrible. I feel bad for them. And I hope we get a redo because people kept saying that it was not like this in Seattle, Minnesota, or Vegas. Yeah, yeah. And flights are not cheap right now. No. No, it, it, it is a pretty penny to pretty much fly anywhere right now. So, yeah, uh, I, th- I think just the amount of money and time that a lot of these fans have invested in the league. like it. Because who paid, the, who paid for them? I don't know how much uh, Big Lotto charges, but... I'm sure it's not whatever her appearance was when she was on the rap game. So mm-hmm. where did you, is that where the 75 mil went to pay chance in big lotto and the fans couldn't even go. <laughs> Cause why would you do that? Oof. You could have, <laughs> hey, you and AT&T could have had them at their own virtual location and put it on the big screen. Like you had everybody watching everything else. If you were just going to do that. Yeah, exactly. Or just like purchase a cameo and just like, yeah, Hello. Pr- project that on the screen. <laughs> to told them to record this and play it like a movie. Like. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. All right. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the halftime show. So like, I saw your tweet. You were like. Somebody lied and said we didn't have a halftime show. And they tweeted like, if I was there, I would have been upset if there was no halftime show. Now there are a lot of things that actually did or did not happen for people to be upset about. But don't sit here and be disrespectful and lie and say that we didn't have a halftime show because I was actually excited that it was a halftime show that comes from the city Mm -hmm. and it was a South Shore drill team I was a little sad that there was like me I would also call the people I would call final phase and have them in their footwork in like it was enough room for it to actually have been two halftime shows including the sky drum line which I would have loved to see like they could have done more but there was one and it was and it was um a sufficient one and it was one that made sense so whoever said that Delete that tweet because <laughs> now y'all just lying and y'all trying to make us look bad. My other theory was that um, Kathy did not want it. And this is just a theory. My theory is that Kathy did not want it to be here, that she wanted it to stay in Vegas, which a lot of people are saying. And I really wish they would stop saying it because to me, it's just giving lazy. Um, but she wanted it to stay in Vegas. And so then how do you get something to stay in Vegas? You move it. To somewhere else because that's where people are saying no 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 you move it and then you do what you can to sabotage it to make sure that it's not a good look so then you go back to the table and, and show all the tweets and you be like see i told you we should have had this stay in vegas and boom next year it's gonna stay in vegas yeah just uh kind of setting it setting an entire city up to fail is yeah i mean that that seems like a lot to do just to keep an all-star not really it seems to be very easy you just walk in in april sign whatever paperwork tell them to do the best that you can i was watching i was watching the wire the other day again for like the the millionth time (laughs) and there was um something that they were trying to do to show that they had exhausted all of their options which is very common when you're trying to go to the court the court will always tell you to exhaust your other options without involving the court as a means to step in so they were like we're gonna do this pursuit or we're gonna do this bust and we're gonna (laughs) and we know we don't have enough information for it and we know it's not gonna be successful 
And so then we can go and show them we did this, this, and this. It did not work. Here, judge, we need you to give us a warrant to tap these phones. And that's exactly mm-hmm. what they did. So um, people do it all the time. This It's the whole due gel- diligence type mm-hmm. thing. Like, hey, like we did X, Y, Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, while not even revealing the other side of the coin. Reminds me of one of my favorite Simpsons quotes where uh, Ned Flanders was like, uh, yeah, uh, we've tried nothing and we're all out of options. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yeah, other than that, um, to, to put a giant bow over this weekend, I know, like, some cool things happened. Um, some not so cool things happened. But uh, what, w- what would you say was your favorite, like, just moment from the entire weekend altogether? Um, the, so together through a party, when was that? Saturday. First of all, it was like four parties going on at once on Saturday. And I was only on the list for one of them. Maybe could have gotten in another one. Didn't know about a third. Um, (laughs) but it was just a great time. It was a great, like everybody was in there. Um, and it was actually going on so long that allegedly a player, was like, I don't want it to end because it was supposed to end at like 12. And it was about to be 12. And so I'm looking around. And you know how like when a party is about to end, you hear the party is about to end type music. Yeah. Like yeah, at, yeah. at least at the parties I go to, it turns into like the slow songs, like the oldies, like the R and B that lets you know, okay, we're about mm-hmm. to wrap up. Mm-hmm. And we weren't hearing that. We were hearing like, no, the party is still going on music. And then I ran into my friend who I didn't even know was curating the event. And they were like, yeah, um, so-and-so was like, they're having such a great time. They were like, I don't want the party to end. I'll just pay, like, send me the bill. I'll just pay for that for an extra hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is so cool. And they definitely stayed in there for, like, another hour. And it was fun. It was on a roof. It had, like, someone put the W logo on a building, like, across the street. It oh. was just so oh. cool. It was so fun. And then you just, like, looking through everyone's stories and everybody's like at all the different parties. It was just a really great time. And so I think it, at the very least, we still got to show people a great time. The At least the players. Like mm-hmm. they know that Chicago is fun. Everyone was like, oh, Chicago is so beautiful. It's so fun. So just to hear those good things really warmed my heart, even if it was more about the city and not, oh, the all-star was great. Yeah, yeah. I do remember seeing a couple of tweets from players uh, saying that they really liked the city and they had a good time and they were like, yeah, I'm going to have to come back here and, and you know, p- party some more. I don't know why they say that. Y'all all come back here, goofies. Like, y'all play here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where, where did y'all think y'all were this entire time? I mean, this is not like we're in Allstate Arena anymore where y'all were in Rosemont and people probably lied to you when you thought you were in Chicago and you weren't. But, like, yeah. you all stay right there. Yeah, and then you find out you have to take the blue line into the city like to, to even get anywhere. Exactly, <laughs> but they don't have that problem anymore, so. There you go. Yeah, problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to be back in the city. <laughs> right. Cool. Anything else uh, about the weekend or anything else on your mind? Um, nope. I think, that's, I think that's it. I think we pretty much covered everything fairly, too, might I add. Like, I don't think we were being unfair. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be a little biased because it's Chicago, and I take everything related to Chicago very seriously and very personally. But I just hope that, like, now would be a great time, honestly, for her to just be like, you know what? We messed up. We we were planning for it to be somewhere else. 
We wanted to give a new, like you can even spin it and say, we were going to do it in Vegas. And then someone said to me, Kathy, you should give Chicago a chance. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So we tried to do the best that we could starting from April and we did you all a disservice. And so I'm going to announce right here today, July 11th, that we're coming back next year. Give us the dates and give everybody, all the brands, all the players, the league, the sky, a, a fair chance to plan it and execute it. And then we'll all shut up and be happy. That's what I would yeah. like to see. Yep. And have also a second trophy to show off as well. A second trophy. <laughs> they said that she got that trophy from Party City. <laughs> and and honestly, because like I said, because I'm like friends with a lot of people in the league and I never want to like, because WNBA Twitter can already be really ruthless. They are just really lucky that I am not into like a fashion police segment because because a few people could have got arrested in a court of law today for some of those outfits on that orange carpet. And I need them to never do that again. And I need them to. <laughs> Find some stylists, consult Ooh. them, start planning a year in advance whether or not you're going to be an all-star. You can use that outfit again. Oh, you oh. might get invited to the ESPYs or something, but don't do that. Oh, we didn't even talk about the orange carpet. No. Ooh, let's talk about it. Those <laughs> outfits were terrible. Well, uh, I, I, I don't want you to throw anyone under the rug, but uh, say, were there any combos? Was there an outfit in particular you didn't mm-hmm. like? Okay, yeah, well, so, okay, right, we'll do it this way. I won't say any names, and if you can resonate with what I'm saying, then it's a fact. And so then I can't, don't say nothing to me about it. Someone there was a Carrie Hilson impersonator in the year of 2022, and there was a thread on Twitter where someone's mom braided the outfits, and according to that person's mom, this individual looks like they left their going out clothes at home. They had to get their outfit out of the lost and found, and they had a spin class at six. And I agree. Wow. <laughs> That's exactly what that outfit looked like. Oh, my god. She need not ever do that again. Um, they said somebody looked like they were going to prom. Um, somebody else looked like they were going to the ranch. Um, I will say shout out to Candace because she was cute. She was, she was. She had a nice little ensemble going. And then I saw it had like the back eyes. I said, okay, Candace, step then. Um, someone else looked like they were on their way to Bethlehem. <laughs> um, yeah, so. The consensus was, and a few people looked like they were going on a job interview. Um, somebody else looked like they were just pulling up to the game or to the mall, the water tower. I don't know. But it none of them looked like they were going to the same place, let alone in the same location with the same weather outside. So, you know, someone said to me yesterday that, the players have to buy in to get anybody else to buy anything. And I think this is a perfect example. If you don't treat your orange carpet like it's an orange carpet, just forget about the fact that you're going to end up getting roasted on Twitter. And that also doesn't help you all or the league and it makes y'all look bad. Like if you have some pride and y'all work with whoever to come out here and step Not only are you going to get more eyes, but people are going to take it seriously. And if you don't take it seriously, please don't get in front of all the media on the orange carpet and just tell them all willy-nilly unprovoked that you bought this at Nordstrom or Zara or whatever the morning of. 
I don't need to know that you didn't care about this. Or don't tell me that you forgot it was today and you already had walked out the house and you were like, well, I guess what I'm wearing is what I'm wearing. And looking at some of these fits, and I'm not particularly inspired by really any of them. I thought Kyle looked cute, though. Oh, yeah. Very, very cute. Yeah. I like the pattern. Um, my only thing, and it's not even just her, but it's like a, a similarity I noticed with like her and Erica's outfits. Adidas really likes soccer. And I think it's funny because all of my soccer stuff when I was in high school was Adidas. Mm-hmm. They need to start making some basketball outfits. <laughs> and I'm just going to leave it at that. But not as far as, as another brand because... Everything is not a look with a sports bra. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell myself that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a time and a place for a sports bra, and the orange carpet is it's not, not that. one of them. Mm-mm. There we go. It's not one of them. <laughs> All right. Well, that pretty much does it for today's show. Uh, so, uh, besides talking about orange carpet fits, uh, a reminder that. Uh, on CHGO, you got podcasts and live shows on every team every day, post-game shows, written content for members at allchgo.com, dope merch for all teams, a free shirt when you become a member, uh, and also access to a members-only Discord called the CHGO Lounge. Anyway, uh, definitely subscribe, uh, sign up, do all that stuff. We would appreciate it if you did, and if you didn't, well, then whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, that does it for me. Uh, I'm Janice Scurrio. You can follow me at Scuriosa, S-C-U-R-R-I-O-S-A. I think that's how you spell my name. And Sabria, where can folks follow you? At Sabria, S-U-B-R-I-A, Whitaker, W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R. All right, that does it for us, and we'll see you next week.